I'm docking now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. That's something else, Chris. <laughs> no, not in my world, it's not. Welcome to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 203 of the Chris and Sam podcast. My name is Sam. I'm Chris. Here we are, Saturday morning, recording the latest edition of the podcast. And how long since I spoke to you? Uh, About a week? (laughs) Feels like it. Five days, something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, what could have happened in five days? Well, we're going to find out. Hello to everyone that's new and checking us out. Um, Welcome. (laughs) I don't have much else to say, really, but uh, just, you know, thanks for checking us out. Um, So, do you get up up to anything interesting the last few days? I I did the Scarecrow Festival last Sunday. Oh, yeah. So, it's at Hamilton Gardens. Yeah, because I was supposed to come along and jump around in a costume, but I think I was either hungover or tired or both or I don't know. I can't remember. Chris was missing in action, but uh, the weather was a bit funny, so I didn't worry about it at all. And we didn't have the suit with us, so we'd have to work out how to get that. Yeah, yeah. It was. I, whole, I, I figured if you really wanted me there, you would have uh, got hold my, of you. Banged on my bedroom door. <laughs> no, it was pretty cool. They had some great scarecrows there. When it's windy, make sure you tie down your gazebos. I saw one fly over a garden wall at Hamilton Gardens. <laughs> it cracked me up a lot. It's funny because it does get windy in Hamilton sometimes, but not very often. Yes. And because it's so infrequent, it's really noticeable. Yeah, so... Speaking of somebody who grew up in Wellington, where it's windy all the time and it's noticeable when it's absence of wind. It sure is. Um, We sold out every single pumpkin seedling we had with us that day. Oh, well done. Which we haven't done done. before. We actually sold... Well, I sold three to Adam, uh, director Adam. He's listening in to find out what mistakes Chris is going to talk about this week. Um, That'll be great. So, Adam, and then you said, if you'd... In doubt as to what to do, just ask Chris, because he'll make it sound like he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, that's right. Chris is... The Chris effect. Well, the Chris effect is slapping his leg nonstop, for some reason. Uh, But the actual Chris effect is, uh, Chris, when you first meet him, seems like he actually knows what's going on at all times. Uh, (laughs) And after a while... The cracks begin to form and you sort of wonder what's going on. Um, He could actually be a really, really good con man. He's not. Not at all. Uh, But at the Scarecrow Festival, one of the... How do you know it's just a long con game? (laughs) This whole whole podcast is four four years into the long game. Yeah. (laughs) Good good luck with that long con. I I think you picked the wrong one. Um, All the Scarecrows uh, were just made by families and stuff but there was one guy who obviously brought a scarecrow from america or something oh yeah and it was pretty his name wasn't gareth uh no (laughs) he he didn't turn up so i don't know what's going on with him but uh this one as you walked past it it had weird toes sort of they looked like fingers but they were toes and they wiggled as you walked past and we're uh, like, oh, well, that's pretty cool. And then the woman goes, oh, he's gone back to get the other controller. So when people walk past, its head's going to start moving. Oh. So it's sort of like, but it was doing like a weird, when I saw it, it was just going side just to side. Its like head a, um, someone with Parkinson's. It would have been so much creepier if every now and again, even if it didn't have a sensor, if it just had a timer, it just turned its head slowly. 
Yeah, yeah, um, yeah that would have been better. A three quarter turn or, a, or, a, or a, a, not three quarter turn, a one quarter turn or less. So I don't um, know if that won a prize and I don't know how many votes it got uh, because you could see that it was really cool, but it was just I brought this thing and brought it along. Yeah, I always give the homegrown ones the benefit of the doubt and that sort of thing. Like I'll vote higher for them than, you know, ones that they make at home rather yeah. than something store. I know. I keep meaning to make one. I think I'm going to have to start soon. And do it over a year to get there. We could, you could totally blog that. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, that'd so be great. Fill in that'd my uh, downtime for the pumpkins. So. <laughs> Your downtime. Sam has downtime. When when does this happen? Oh, a pumpkin off season. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever that is. <laughs> uh, it doesn't seem to be much of an off season for you, i got to say. Well, so my interesting thing this week that I did was uh, Misty Flicks. We had that on Wednesday. Um do you want no, to explain? Thursday? Thursday. It was Thursday. Sorry. Do you want to explain what that is? So Misty... F- yeah, I was about to... Oh, that's right. Just check- <laughs> it sounded like you were just going to go straight into some random story. No, no. Um, so Misty Flicks is, was put on by the Waikato Film Hub, and it's a showcase of the most successful short films in uh, the Waikato, or made in the Waikato, or by people from the Waikato. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, was, I was involved in, I think... It was 13 all up. I think I was involved in four, maybe five of them. Um, definitely four of them. And um, yeah, uh, but I, I mean, really build in one, which was only humane. Um, that was our most popular. Um, um, shouldn't say most popular. That was our most successful thing in festivals and what have you. Yes. So it was really good. Uh, it was a great, a great combination of things. There was some great film shown. There's an old one by T Radar that was actually for a forty eight hour film. Oh what was that like? I saw that uh in the promos that they were doing. Well it's it, cause it's gotta be on on YouTube, right? Because it was a yeah. forty eight hour film. So I'll find it and show it to you. It was so good. It was so good for a forty eight hour. It was a finalist too. Yeah. I think. It, it was the the night was really good. We had quite a variety. So there was a couple of documentaries. Oh, right. uh, including so um I've forgotten his name. Why does his name I can see his face. Out of Hanui guy. Joe. Joe. Hitchcock. Joe Hitchcock. As soon as you say Joe, I know who it is. Was it? Um Joe Hitchcock did a uh documentary in Kiribati. Oh, well. In the Pacific. So, yeah. obviously, that's not in the Waikato, but it's made by Waikato documentary yeah, yeah. make. Um, and that was really interesting. That was really good. All he did was talk to kids. Oh, wow. Get there. How long was it? Um, guesstimate, I think it was about 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. Give or take a couple. So, yeah. it was just their perspective of what yeah, life yeah. was like? Yeah. Um, it had to be, uh, what do you call it, translated. So, it was voiceover oh, yeah. like, translation. But, yeah, it was, it was, it was very, very cool. Very cool. He does some cool shots and <laughs> oh yeah, you know. the the cinematography is great as you'd expect um, with Joe. Um, yeah, so there was um, yeah there was a variety including one music video, a uh, couple of forty eight hour sh- shorts, a couple of trop fest uh, short films, and um, I think the longest was twenty minutes, um, which was a doco and. Uh, yeah, it was it was it was a great night. So I was a bit surprised. So I had a few people should turn up that I didn't expect. So Tom uh, from work and his partner turned up with one of their friends. How much were you hammering these people about this thing? Well, that's the thing. He didn't know I was involved. 
Oh, he that's just even turned cool. up. He goes, "What are you doing here?" I'm like, "I'm going to film in this." <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. I've got to. I've got to film in this. I don't just live in a windowless room at he, work. Because well, he said it. What, that. Actually, what is he doing? Break in the break. He's a sales guy. He's from England. Oh yeah. Uh, in the break, he goes, "Oh, we were we were watching these films, and we we're like, man, these guys have loads of money." And then I went. Oh no, Chris works at Gilmore, so maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> it just shows uh, what just, you can do with a bit of passion and uh, shoe polish and spit. And a bit of networking <laughs> thrown in for a good measure. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, no, it was a great night, and we had a bit of a Q&A afterwards. Uh, Chris Williams did the um, hosting for the Q&A. And did he bring the walkie-talkies? No, he didn't. I didn't think he did. I, I, he left, and then went, oh, the walkie-talkies. So I didn't even ask him about it, because I'd forgotten, because oh, a lot yes. going yeah, on. Oh, yeah, no, totally. Um, That's right. I don't know where he lives. He'll appear on a film set somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just message him on Facebook. Uh, I just can't be bothered, to be honest. Uh, okay, so, uh, yeah, so that was that. Misty Flicks uh, went down really, really well. It'll be the first of a, what w- will hopefully be an annual event. Yeah, yeah. So, I was going to um, say, is it annual? Cause that, yeah, that no, that's what they want to do. They want to do annual. Yeah. Um, I don't know how many. I, I go, hmm, annual? How many will you get in the future? But so I this suppose is, there's a lot that haven't shown. There probably is. It's just Daredevil like, Bad Blood went down really well, too. Oh, it would. That it's was, really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like... I, yeah, really good. I think that's what surprised Tom in that because I use them as my barometer because they have no idea. They didn't know yes. anybody there. Yes, um, good barometer. That was the thing that surprised them was the depth of talent and variety. They were just like, holy crap, there's some amazing stuff in there. I was like, yeah. Yep, all homegrown. So, yeah. Go. Anyway, so they, uh, that big sounds awesome. Out, shout out to Paige uh, and Rod and um, Kirsty. No. Uh, Kelly. 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 Sorry, Kelly, because um, they organised it and they did a great job. And I must admit, as the curator part of me, I'd seen some of those films and I looked at the order that they were in and I was like, mm, I would have done it different. And then I watched it and went, nope, they nailed it. It was good. So well done on that too. Oh, okay. Very good. All right. Mm. So that's my uh, Misty Flix update. Chris's Misty Flix update. Hey, I've got an update on the Wi-Fi AquaTimer made by um, Malnor. Okay. This is just looking at me going, what's he on about? <laughs> so many years ago, three years, oh, when I first moved into this place, uh, I have a water timer thing. So imagine a four port timer that attaches to your outside tap and then it, you know you have four hoses coming off it. But this thing is controlled uh, by Wi-Fi and I can turn it off and on anywhere in the world via my phone. Yeah, and I brought this. Was that something I had to turn on for you once when you went on holiday, though? No, different setup. I didn't. I haven't used it here. All oh, right, okay. I used it somewhere else. Controlled it from here. Anyway, uh, so it was all good. I decided I might hook that up again here this year, and um, so this thing cost me, I think, about three hundred dollars New Zealand when I got it from America. When I signed up, they emailed me and said, "Whoa, you're the very first and only person to buy one in New Zealand." And I probably still am, maybe. And uh, I went on to the app, and they've changed the name from just Wi-Fi AquaTimer to Rainmaster something or other. And the app Rainmaster sounds so much better. It sure does. Anyway, <laughs> the uh, the app's completely different, and I can't connect it to the little. There's a control unit I have to plug into the um, upstairs, and it's connected to the router. But you used to set that up with the phone. But I can't do it anymore. So I emailed him and I said, hey, your app's changed. And I found out that they've brought out a new edition of it. And now you just plug it into the router. It gets the router information. You unplug it and then move that thing. 
And I was like, how do I connect it? And they said, oh, no, we, we've changed the system and how it works. Uh, we don't have that system anymore and we don't support it anymore. But you are a valued customer, so we'll just send you a new one. Oh, nice. So, um, <coughs> the, Good on you. Well uh, done, Mel- Melnor. <laughs> oh, and for some reason, I thought I was getting the whole thing. But um, they only send you I the battery the, bit. I just need the brain thing that connects to them. So anyway, I'll be sending that up. So uh, really cool. Really happy with that. Cool. Um, if you hear, uh, just, just completely unrelated, if you hear faintly in the background some sort of loudspeaker thing, uh, it's the... Um, I think it's Bridge to Bridge. Or is it just water skiing? No, well, they do a bridge-to-bridge water ski as well. No, that's what I mean. It's yeah. that bridge-to-bridge. That's got to be the water ski, right? Well, it's, so, yeah, it's we're, we're by the river, and yeah. uh, that's it's where they have the radio it's station di- with the uh, yeah. loudspeakers and the finish line, typically. It's right by our house, and you'll hear, wah, 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 boat number 42 yeah. is coming in now, and look at the speed of that, and look at her legs. No, oops, I'm not supposed to say it's, that. It's yeah. definitely water skiing. It's not the ones <laughs> with the power boats. Oh, right, right, right. Because right. the boats that's are, I mean. yeah, no, because the power boats you would have heard already. Uh, so, anyway, that's what's happening there. Uh, something I gleaned or picked up from the uh trip to wellington one of the kids uh there has a randomish name and sounds like he was having a hard life and his brother i think is in the prison system okay Um, where is this going okay carry on but but his dad's met a new woman and she's really cool and everything's going pretty good so far but they've got some new how old is this kid oh this kid's like 11. And you had this chat with him? And- no, 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 no. Okay, all right. No, parents were having chat about it because okay. I know I wrote this down because I didn't even write it down. stuck in my head. So he has baby twin siblings, right? Right. Brand new babies. And when they were thinking of coming up with names for these children, initially they were thinking of calling one Cheetah and one Puma, right? Okay. And that's the names they didn't uh, pick. And that, this is female. Uh, it's hard. I, a cheater and puma. I don't know whether that's no, a male I, or a female well, name. Uh, no, neither do I. So, <laughs> so, so you're going with animal theme, and then you switch it to we're going to name the children after cars. Basically, what would you pick if, I, if you had twin? I, I, I'm not going to pick. Like, I mean, Mercedes is a is a is a real name. That's a an okay name. So. If I was going to pick names no, for you, kids, you Mercedes would... and Bentley would be the names. Oh, I would you've got one of them, pick. Bentley. Bentley. So that's not a bad name for a boy. No, um, but what about Beamer? Because that's the other one. Beamer. Beam- it's not even a name. Bentley and Bentley and Beamer. <laughs> Bentley and Beamer. What? <laughs> they went from Cheetah and Puma to Bentley and Beamer. Anyway. I just wanted to tell I, you that story. I, I, I want to know how they spelt it. I don't want to know how they spelt it. Oh, that's the thing annoys no, me. No, it'll be, yeah, it'll be all sorts of over the place. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Damn. You've made me angry now. Um, angrier, <laughs> almost, <laughs> than <laughs> Making a Murderer 2. <laughs> uh, I mentioned the other week that I'd finished watching Making a Murderer, and I just had to wait for Chris to catch up on that, because I wanted uh, to and see. And I finished it yesterday. See what he's like on that. a bottle of rum, pretty much. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so we don't want to give any spoilers away here. If you have not seen this, go and watch the whole first season and the second season on Netflix. Yep. If you've seen the first season, so I'd seen the first season and Sam says, oh, watch it. And I was like, oh, I have to watch the first season again because it's quite convoluted and I couldn't remember it. And he goes, you don't need to. And I didn't. And he's right. You don't need to. No, so if don't. you watch the first if season. If you're one of those people that has to rewatch ago, stuff, don't bother. Yeah, uh, it's a, it's almost a new story, uh, except it's a bunch of the same characters. Um, 
and uh, it is well worth watching. It is well worth watching. Uh, it will make you angry by the end of it, though, uh, which I don't think is a spoiler. No, it's not a spoiler. Because, <laughs> you know, that's already out there. And when, once you've uh, read it, you should uh, read the uh, post by um, Peter Jackson, uh, Facebook post, which yeah, we will link we in will. the show notes. Um, Sam will link it in the show notes. Don't read it until after you've watched the the, the, the season, though, because that will be uh, that will be uh, worthwhile. <laughs> Ouch! Uh, but yeah, uh, there was a couple of things I, I really liked. Uh, one of the characters, uh, I say characters, characters. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The um, Laura Nerider. Uh, a, because she's cute, but she also seemed onto it and all the rest of it. She seemed, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I but she, I, I think she fell down at that last argument. I really do. And when she, so made, yeah, but it, because you, so basically, it's easy to say that as a viewer, and and you no, know that but, they've only given you, they only shown you five minutes of a twenty-minute, um, yeah, uh, thing thing where she's been uh, uh, interrogated, if you like, by a panel of seven judges so don't get me wrong i know that's as intimidating as it can get and i'm not saying she was terrible but when she answered one of those questions like dude i would say this i would say this and then the other lawyer that really so she did she did some training like some fake ones before that and they hammered her and and practiced but that did not prepare her for that because her whole voice was shaky and she was like, (laughs) yeah yeah Um, yeah yeah because uh because it was uh the well whatever judge Seventh District Appeals or whatever it was, uh, they can't show video, so they had the pictures, but the actual audio, but the art- court, sketch court artists, drawn, yeah, 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 that stuff. Anyway, anyway. It's, it's worth watching. Anyway, moving on, we got other things to talk about. Should you change your age, Chris? Do you feel younger than what you actually are? <sighs> so I've often said that everybody has a mental age that they are for most of their life, unless they make a radical change or come through traumatic. So I've always been twenty nine. Yeah, I'd believe that. I was 29 when I was 16 because well, I, I acted way older than anybody else that I knew. Um, but then when I passed that age, I still acted that age and probably still do a little bit now. Oh, because I didn't say last week when we were talking about my trip to Aussie, I got my uh, review on Airbnb and the woman said the first line was, Chris was a very nice young man. I was like, <laughs> I think I'm older than her. Uh, but anyway. So what's happening is uh, Emil Rattelband, he's a Dutchman, he's gone to court, he wants to legally change his age from 69 to 45. Yeah. Um, He's a motivational speaker, media personality, and I don't know, could be... So he went. He went to the doctors, and doctors said he he has got a a body probably twenty years younger than um, what his age would suggest because he eats right and diets right and stuff like that. Um, And yeah, it's interesting. So he has said, "Oh yeah, no, that if you make me forty five, I will. You know, I give up my pension and stuff. I don't want a pension until I'm yeah, yeah. I'm eligible for it again in another, I guess, twenty years." Um, so his argument is transgender people can change their gender uh, after birth, yep. and he wants to know why he can't do it. But I think his main argument is, when I'm on Tinder and it says I'm 69, I don't get an answer. When I'm 49 with a face I have, I will be in a luxurious position. <laughs> it's called lying. Just change the profile and like 
Uh, if yeah, that's uh, his main it, it motivation. Was, it was funny because the biggest focus seemed to be Tinder was the biggest reason he was. Like if saying, he can if he can say, "Hey, I'm 49, get away with it." He's a real nice guy, and then go, "Oh, by the way, I'm thing," or not? Or what? Oh, just okay. Because now everybody knows. Yeah. Like if you Google his name. Uh, yeah. Before you meet him to see if he's a serial killer. Oh, actually, no. He's a weird guy that wants to legally change his name. <laughs> yeah. That, how's that working out for you? But that's probably because he, he lies about his name on Tinder. <laughs> he's, Mr. Ed. Um, anyway. Uh, I know. Uh, it did crack me up. The one thing that's going to be interesting about it, though, is if they're probably not going to allow him to do it because it was set a precedent and the precedent yes. has way too many ramifications. I'm 16. I want to drink. I'm now 18. Legally changed my age. You know, like... Oh, yeah, There's yeah. all sorts of... I mean, and I Plus, know it would tie up, like, if there was a whole procedure around it and you had to go through courts and all this sort of stuff, A, only rich people probably could do it, and B, it's just going to tie everything up for some stupid reason. If you legally change your name, though... It, because I, I imagine it is the same sort of oh, thing. I see. That. It's not that big. A, it's not a court court thing. No. It's a court court thing this time because it's yeah. new. But if it was normalized, <laughs> it would be just go to the registrar, sign the thing, get no, it stamped. No, stupid. In, don't do yeah, it. It's dumb. It's dumb. I agree. I agree. Okay. So, um, Lansick, did you hear about, um, I've got his name here, Ross Edgley? No, I I read about it sort of after you posted this thing on our notes. Okay, so he's just done his uh, 3,000-kilometre swim around the British Isles. Um, It took him 157 days without stepping foot on land. Basically, he was swimming 12 hours uh, during the daytime, roughly. Sometimes it was less, whatever. Uh, And then he'd sleep on the boat, and then he would continue the next day. he, he says the best thing, so I listened to an interview with him, the best thing was a minky whale keeping him company for about five kilometres. And in, they think it was because they they thought, the minky whale thought he was an injured seal and kept him company <laughs> oh, till he got into yeah. shallower water. And then it sort of, because it, it breached first, and he didn't know what it was. He's like, what the hell was that? And the guy in the boat's like, uh, it's a whale. And then it just came up to him and it kept some company. And then when it got shallower, it breached again and buggered off. So that was pretty cool. Um, notice, notably, <laughs> the worst part, his tongue started to disintegrate due to all the salt water. And he'd wake up and find chunks of it on his pillow when he woke up after 100 days or so. Yes. That uh, sounds pretty gross. But apparently your tongue, tongue heals very, very quickly. So he's pretty good. Uh, the interview with him when he came out of the water was hilarious because I, I, he sounds like such a good guy. Um, he goes, the guy goes, oh, how do you feel? Oh, I feel really good. He says, what was the best thing? He goes, well, other than the fact that I was praying because there's all this media on the beach that I wouldn't fall over when I tried to stand up because I haven't stood on flat land, which is why I called this land sick. Yeah. Uh, he says, I've, I've been walking around, uh, you know, even a couple of days after he'd been walking around, he's like, the land seems to be swaying because, you know. He's been so so. Red song. Bull sponsored him, and they sort of documented the whole thing, which probably was a thing over in the UK. Like I didn't hear about it until you. Oh well, no. They, if it's a if they documented it, they might still be editing it. It all come out. No, no, no. It? They were live posting everything before. Oh, okay. Like they were doing posts okay. like every all the time. All right. He had to eat fifteen thousand calories a day. Wow. And um, he's a solid unit too. I sent photo of him. 
oh, he's a beast of a person. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, holy moly. To give, you, to give you some idea, this was uh, Edgley's latest record-breaking event, feat, so he got a, broke a record for that. In April 2016, he completed the world's longest rope climb, equivalent to the height of Mount Everest. Yeah. Oh, geez, I hadn't seen him with his shirt off. That's, that's when he's crap. Yeah, it's, <laughs> he great cheese on that chest. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, uh, he's a he's, ripped unit. Yeah. Yeah, I just saw him in the wetsuit. Well, that, that's big... probably him more now. Yeah. He's bulked up but, more. But... but seeing him in the wetsuit, I was like, yeah, it's solid. Because you think of uh, swimmers as long and skinny. That's what I was had in my mind. Yeah. You know? And then I saw the photo of him in his wetsuit. And for some reason, I don't know why, I assumed he had flippers on, but he didn't. And he also did a record. Um, so he did that longest rope climb. That was two months after he completed a marathon while pulling a car. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he'd like <laughs> You'd hope there wouldn't be many downhill bits on the marathon. <laughs> no, but that's probably uh, that's probably quite a um, common, sit on the bonnet. And <laughs> it's probably quite a, a common up. world record. I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so that was, that was pretty cool. I thought it was good. It's good to know that adventure is not yet dead. In the uh, world. I put some. Oh, it's the fan. Uh, I put something on here and I can't remember. Oh, yeah. Wanganui woman says her $4,000 water machine is a life changer, but experts have said otherwise. So this woman's going around. What? So, <laughs> oh, it's one she sells. Yeah, well, it, it started off with just, I thought it was just this woman going on about this water machine, but then it turns out, yeah, she, she gets these machines from uh, Australia and she's trying to sell them to people. And um, if the the four thousand dollar one isn't even the most expensive one, and the experts have come out, and I got real angry, and I was like, "Why is this on a news website? I don't care." It's nah. Anyway, okay, all right. I'm going to go through this thing with the analogy. I think it's been here. Is this the one that so we this keep moving? Has been moved across week by week for weeks and weeks because it wasn't uh, a time bound thing. I think. Um, I don't know. You it, tell it's, me. It's uh, loading. So uh, let's keep uh, extemporizing for a for a moment. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> while this is loading at the at the speed of nothing, uh, maybe it's not there anymore. Should I open it? it, it yeah, open it. It's on board Panda. Okay. So it. the man perfectly explains. Oh, you've got it. Yeah, it's still loading. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Chris, right. Chris will explain this to you. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, Women's rage. Um, I, I thought it was pretty good. So this was explained in a bunch of tweets by this guy, uh, Julius Ghost. Um, well, actually, his name's Julius Ghost, but his he- Twitter handle is Julius Goat. Close enough. Anyway. Close enough. Hi, guys. Imagine if one day you got kicked in the nuts really hard on purpose. You nearly doubled over, felt the pain, nearly passed out, nearly puked. Then you got kicked again and again. Okay. Imagine, uh, next post, imagine it happened to you when you were 12. Imagine it was a 38-year-old woman who did it. Imagine it was your mother's friend and business partner. Imagine that later your father explained that women just wanted to kick men in the nuts, so as a boy you had to be careful. Imagine he had a very detailed practical advice on this. Imagine you started spending your life planning on avoiding being kicked in the nuts. (laughs) Imagine you became aware that women, including much older women, even elderly women, were always looking at your nuts. Women on the streets would follow you. They'd tell you what a nice package you have. They'd tell you that you'd be hot if you just showed off your nuts a little more. <laughs> Imagine if you started wearing clothing to hide them. You bought uncomfortable protective gear. All the posters and advertisements in all the magazines featured men's crotches, although frequently not their heads. Women's feet were 
frequently featured in prominent, prominent juxtaposition to your nuts. Imagine most of your friends all told you about getting kicked in the nuts. Imagine none of them had ever told anybody else. Imagine all the girl, older girls at school would make jokes about kicking you in the nuts. <laughs> Imagine all the laughter. The jokes are also funny. Jokes. Imagine you went to church and were told by that God made girls to want your body so you should protect your nuts at all costs. Imagine the minister said it was your responsibility as a maturing boy not to do anything that would make girls think about kicking you in the nuts. Imagine you found a girlfriend and you loved each other. One night you found you were fooling around and she kicked you as hard as she could in the nuts and it all came rushing back. Imagine she acted like obviously you want to be kicked in the nuts and mocked you for getting emotional about it. Imagine you told the police and they asked you what you had been wearing before she kicked you in the nuts. Asked if you'd had a drink. Asked what you might have been doing before. Had you been naked, kissing? You had? You left. Imagine there were laws that said if a wife kicked her husband in the nuts, it wasn't assault. Imagine if you heard about men with ruptured testicles who had to pay for their own forensic reports. Imagine you saw statistics showing only 1% of kickings resulted in conviction. Imagine a girl was caught kicking a boy repeatedly in the nuts while he was passed out drunk. I can just imagine that, actually. Uh, why is it my wife, I can imagine? Uh, my ex-wife. Yeah, uh, Imagine the judge let her off because she was worried about the damage to the girl's future prospects. She was a star swimmer with a scholarship. Imagine this happened all the time. Imagine if one day men started talking about how almost all of them had, at one point or another, been kicked in the nuts. Imagine if a woman's main concern was what false accusation might do to their reputations and whether this new honesty might ruin the mystery of sex. Imagine if a woman ran for president. Imagine an audio coming out of her bragging about making a regular practice to kick men in the nuts without even introducing herself. Imagine she lost no support because of this. We're getting to the end. Imagine she claimed the men were accusing her were lying. Imagine she said they were too ugly to kick. (laughs) Imagine there'd never been a male president before. Imagine she ran against the first majority party male candidate. Imagine she had experience and he had experience and she had none and she won anyway. So, and it goes on. I actually won't continue on. Um, We will give the link to this um, in the show notes. But I thought it was a really good thought experiment, like, and I thought it was well put to try, because I think guys could actually imagine that. We've all been kicked in the nuts. Some of us are far more than others. Yeah. Um, I have many, 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 many times, to the degree that it was like, mm, yeah, try not to do that again. When I was teaching newbies at um, karate, yeah, and we'd be sparring, and they'd just kick you in the nuts all the time just <laughs> flicking it that's oh. no very good uh makes you think um yeah yeah and it, it, this thing came out uh pretty much just after the Kavanaugh thing i think um but it was it was because people would keep going on oh women should be rah 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 and it's like hang on no you're looking at it from wrong point of view so anyway i thought i'd share that and it's been sitting on our list of things to share for quite a while and it can't be uh reached on my phone your phone has given up. So, uh, with that exciting news... <laughs> Sorry, I didn't bring it down. I no, no. It funny, though. <laughs> no, very clever. There's some clever people out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Did you hear the... Yeah, no, I'll tell you afterwards. But uh, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Make sure to check us out at com or come say hi to us on Facebook. Yep. Um, and, yep, we'll have the show notes there and Twitter also at Pod. Yes. Uh, oh. Anything else? No. Okay, until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye.
Hope you enjoy the show. Make sure to subscribe and we'll catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friends.